You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Last week, we were talking about this man by the name of, anybody remember? Barnabas. It's amazing because when you think about the early church, we, we have a tendency to think about the Apostle Paul. We think about Peter and, and Pentecost, or maybe we think about men like Timothy and Titus because Paul wrote letters to those men as young preacher boys and young pastors. Uh, Timothy, the pastor of the church in Ephesus, and, and uh, Titus was there in Crete, and, and Paul encouraged him. He said, hey, you got to stay there in Crete. It may be hard, but God has called you, and God's going to use you, and you just stay faithful in the hard times. And we think about some of those people. But Barnabas is usually an afterthought, at least for me. He's, he's kind of behind-the-scenes kind of guy. But how many of you know we need a whole lot of behind-the-scenes people for the ministry to go forward? Because the ministry is a lot of work. The ministry uh, takes a lot of, uh, of people that, that, that work together. It's a team. Uh, many times on a, a sports team, uh, you think about, uh, for instance, and I don't, I, don't, I don't even know who your favorite football team is. You know, we kind of, if, you're, if you have a football team in this area, it didn't do very well this year uh, in, in the pros. Um, but I think about a, a, a football team. And many times the quarterback, is the one that gets all the praise, right? It gets all the recognition. But you know what's interesting to me? It's interesting that they'll talk about how that these quarterbacks, I'll give you a for instance. This last year, um, this, this past Super Bowl, the quarterback that won the Super Bowl, the team that won the quarterback, he had played on a terrible, terrible team for years. Same quarterback. He had played for the Detroit Lions. Hope we don't have any Detroit Lions fans. I don't mean to offend you, but they're terrible, and everybody knows it. Uh, It wasn't that long ago, they set a record. They went the whole season and didn't win a single game. Now, that's hard to do. I mean, even the Panthers can win some games, right? Even Even the Redskins or whatever the name is now, the Commanders, is that what they're called now? Even the Commanders win some games. The Lions couldn't win any games. So, and they had a quarterback. The quarterback, same guy. He got traded to a team where they had a good team. And you know what's amazing? They won a Super Bowl. So what I'm trying to say is that we've got to have a team. In the ministry, there has got to be a team. There's got to be people that are willing to work together. And uh, someone once said, said, said it like this. It really doesn't matter who gets the credit as long as God gets the glory. And I hope that that is always true here. That You know, we don't always get the recognition. We don't always get this and that. But, but what matters is that God is glorified, that people are saved, that lives are changed, that people are helped. Well, Barnabas was that kind of a guy. He was a behind-the-scenes guy, but God used him in such an amazing way. Acts 4, verse 36. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, That wasn't even his name, but they gave him a nickname because he was such an encouragement. That name Barnabas means son of consolation or son of encouragement. Boy, I tell you what, I I hope, I hope if people have nicknames for me, I hope it's not stuff like old jerk and old loser and old whatever. 
I hope it's names like this, like encourager, somebody that's a blessing, somebody that is a help, somebody that uh, is, is there to, to minister and to serve. And can I tell you, that's what Barnabas was. He was an encourager. We said last week that um, he was a Levite. The Levites in the Old Testament were those responsible for the work of God. And we all are responsible for the work of God. If you are saved, then you and I, we have a responsibility to serve God and to do what God has called us to do. We saw last week that Barnabas was an encourager. We saw that he was giving. He was willing to go. He was willing to leave his comfort zone. We, he saw and experienced the grace of God. He was glad. He exhorted people to cleave unto the Lord. He wasn't trying to get his own following. He wasn't trying to say, hey, you stick close to me and I'll take good care of you. He said, no. He said, someday I'm not going to be here. You better stick close to the Lord. You better uh, cleave to the Lord. We saw that he was a good man. This is all in Acts 11, verses 22 through 26. He was uh, full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of faith. He saw many people added to the Lord. He went looking for Saul. You say, well, uh, uh, Saul, the greatest missionary that ever lived. Well, guess who went looking for Saul? It was Barnabas. And he was the one that got Saul connected to the early church and those Christians that they didn't trust him. But Barnabas said, guys, I've spent some time with Saul and I believe he's the real deal. I believe he's been gloriously converted and I believe he has a desire to, to further the gospel. And it was Barnabas, his encouragement that actually got the, Saul, the apostle Paul, connected with the church. He taught many people, the Bible says, in uh, chapter 11, verse 30, he was trustworthy. They, they sent the money with Barnabas. You, you find out if you trust somebody or not when you'll trust them with your credit card, or you'll trust them with cash, or you'll trust them with your car keys. And, and Barnabas was the kind of guy they said, we trust him. We have confidence that he is an honest man. Verse chapter 12, verse 25, uh, the Bible says that they fulfilled their ministry. Barnabas was the kind of guy that if you gave him a job, you knew it was going to get done. And can I tell you, that's the way we all ought to be. Not just in the ministry, we ought to be that way in life. When we have a job, when we have responsibility, we ought to be dependable to get it done. And then we saw last week in chapter 12 that Barnabas, he took John Mark along on their journey. Now, I think we all know, I think we all understand that sometimes, and think about your children, or maybe think about somebody maybe at work that's brand new, they, they don't know anything. Sometimes we get frustrated and we would just rather say, I'm just going to do it myself. I don't want anybody getting in the way, right? We've all been there, be honest, you know, with your children. Uh, you say, I'm going to have uh, my children, I'm going to have them help me. Well, I remember when I was little, and I don't even know if people do this anymore, but when I was little, we had that, that push mower that we used on our yard. We had a pretty big yard. Well, they had the push mower set that the, the, the bar could fold. So if you had to put it, you know, in a, a smaller spot or put, we'd always, we'd put it in the trunk of the car, you know, and fold that thing down. Well, that meant there was a little crossbar across the middle. And my dad would be mowing the lawn and I'd be walking in front of him underneath there. I'd be holding the little bar. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Now, you say, that, that's not safe. I didn't care. I wanted to help. You know, hey, that's where the action was. 
And so I'd be out there, I'd be helping my dad push. Do you think that me holding on to that mower, do you think I was doing anything to make that job easier for my dad? Absolutely not. It wasn't easier. It was making it a lot harder. It was making it a lot longer. It was making it a lot more difficult. And yet my dad, what was he doing? He was having me help so that I could be able eventually that I could take over. But in the meantime, let me tell you, it was not easy. It was not helping him. It was probably extra work. Well, you know what Barnabas did? He said, hey, John Mark, I want you to come along. I want to show you the ropes. Do you think Barnabas had any idea that God would use John Mark to write one of the Gospels? But it was that John Mark who gave us the Gospel of Mark. And I tell you, you have no idea, and I have no idea, how God might use somebody that we're willing to give them a shot, that we're willing to take some extra time. Did, did you know that the next pastor of Victory Baptist Church could be right now in our teen department, could be in our Sunday school, could be in our nursery. By the way, uh, the, the next Sunday school teacher, the next choir member, the next missionaries, we have no idea who they are. We have no idea who God will use and who God can use, but we just have to be faithful to get people involved. We just have to be faithful to help people, and that's what Barnabas did. He was an encouragement. He was a helper. Look with me, if you would, at Acts 13. Let's pick up where we left off last week. We see next that Barnabas was a preacher and he was a teacher. It says in Acts 13, 1, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, okay? So here's the church at Antioch. And by the way, in Antioch, that's where they were first called Christians, Boy, what, a, what an honor that was for people to say, hey, we got a new name for those people. They are so much like Christ that we need to call them Christians. And by the way, that wasn't always uh, uh, spoken in a positive way. And many times they were hated, but people said they're so much like that Christ, we're going to call them Christians. And by the way, I hope you're not ashamed to be called a Christian. I hope you're not ashamed to be identified with Christ, but they were in Antioch. There were certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger. Now, this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I want you to stay with me. And if we can get a big rabbit, and then it'll be worth it to take the rabbit trail. Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Menaean which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Interesting that these five men are mentioned as preachers and teachers. Now, we'll see in this that Barnabas and Saul were the ones that the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Saul and Barnabas, for the work wherein to have called them. But these guys were all involved. And you know what's amazing to me is that Simeon, some Bible scholars believe, and I think this is a very likely possibility, some believe that this was the same man, Simon, who actually carried the cross of Jesus. You remember that passage, I think it's Matthew 27, where they compelled Simon of Cyrene to carry the cross of Jesus? Now, we're not for sure, and so the, please don't, don't take this as doctrine. Please don't take this as this is absolutely 100%. 
But Bible scholars believe that that was very possible. And by the way, could you imagine being there at the cross? And could you imagine carrying that cross for Jesus? And you get to the end and you're thinking, who is this guy? What did he do? And while you're there, you hear Jesus say on the cross, literally hanging on the cross, dying. And he says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. You think that would have made an impression on you? I think it would have made an impression on me. But, but stay with me. So here's Simeon that was called Niger, perhaps the same Simon of Cyrene. But then notice this. There's also a man by the name of Lucius, and he was from Cyrene. Now, again, this is speculation, okay? But some Bible scholars believe that it is very likely that Simon, at the cross, after carrying that cross, he saw Jesus crucified, and he got saved. He believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and he got saved. And then he went back home to Cyrene and he got his buddy Lucius and said, Lucius, I got to tell you about this guy, Jesus. I just saw him. I actually carried his cross. And let me tell you what he did. Let me tell you what I saw. By the way, that's the way it ought to be. We ought to get our friends, right? We ought to tell people what Jesus has done in our lives. We ought, to, we ought to go to the cross and we ought to never be the same. We ought to go other to get everybody else to say, you got to come to the cross too. You got to see what Jesus can do in your life. But then there's another guy here. Of course, we know Saul and Barnabas. But then there's another man. His name is Menaean. And notice in Acts 13, verse 1, he had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. You know what that means? It means literally Menaean. He grew up, he was a boy at the same time that Herod was a boy. They were together probably in their activities, probably in their tutoring, probably in their schooling. Uh, he was probably there with Herod as buddies, as pals, as friends as they were growing up. But what happened? Herod became an evil man, and Menahan, he became a follower of Jesus Christ. You know what that tells me? You know what that reminds me of? That God can take anybody, and God can transform anybody that will trust him. God can use anybody that is willing to say, Lord, I want to do something for you. Now, here's two guys, they grew up together, and one chose a path who persecuted, and, and, and the one who had John the Baptist beheaded, that Herod. And then here's another boy that grew up with Herod, but boy, he said, you know what? I want to follow Jesus. I want to serve Jesus. Even after Jesus had been crucified, here's and He says, count me in. I want to tell everybody about Jesus. We see that Barnabas here in Acts 13, 1, he was a preacher. He was a teacher. He served the Lord. It says in uh, verse number 2, as they ministered to the Lord. That means served. They fasted. And the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. We see that they prayed, they fasted, they were selected by the Holy Spirit. Turn with me, if you would, to Acts 13 and verse number 46. We're, we're studying here about Barnabas. We're seeing what, 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 what is said of his life. Bar, Paul and Barnabas, verse 46, they waxed bold 
and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. And I tell you, I hope that we wax. That means we increase. I hope we get bolder and bolder in our faith and not cower and become weaker and weaker. I hope we get more boldness and not become more ashamed of Jesus. By the way, it's easy. It's easy to cower because this world hates Jesus Christ. And it's going to get worse and worse. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to, to make you feel good. I'm not trying to pat you on the back and tell you, oh, everything's going to be fine. Oh, no. The Bible says that things will wax worse and worse. But our confidence is not in this world. Our confidence is in the power of God and the power of the gospel and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and Paul and Barnabas, they waxed bold. They said, hey, we're not ashamed of the message of Jesus. We're not ashamed of the cross. They waxed bold. Notice chapter 13 and verse number 50. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and they raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coasts. These guys experienced persecution, so much so they got kicked out of town. They got, they got walked to the edge of the city limit. And they, said, they said, get out of here and don't you come back. And I tell you, I, I don't want to get kicked out of anywhere. I don't want you to get kicked out of anywhere, but we ought to be willing for Christ to say, I'm not ashamed and I'm going to tell people the truth and I'm going to speak the gospel in love and in compassion, but I'm going to tell people the way it is. And Paul and Barnabas, they were persecuted, but yet they stayed faithful. Notice Acts 14, verse number 12. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. What does this mean? They hear Paul and Barnabas at the next place and you know what they're doing? They're worshiping them. They're saying, you guys are like the gods. Oh, you guys, oh, you guys are so amazing. Yeah. And, and Paul, you're such a good speaker. The Bible says in verse number 14 that when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and they ran in among the people and they said, what are you doing, guys? They said, we're not gods. Don't worship us. We're not the ones you need to worship. If you'll, if you, I don't know if you're taking notes. I've given you so many things to write down, but they were humble. Barnabas was a humble man. He glorified the Lord. Verse 21, the Bible says that uh, after Paul was stoned and left for dead, they just kept teaching the Bible and teaching people how to be saved. We see in Acts 15 and verse number 35, Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. We see that they continued, they were faithful um, they didn't quit. They didn't throw in the towel. I'll go back with me to Acts 14. I missed this one. Acts 14. You got to see this. Verse number 22. The Bible says that Barnabas and Paul, they were confirming. That word confirming means strengthening the souls of the disciples and exhorting. There it is again. They were encouraging uh, in the faith, to continue in the faith, and that we mu mu uh, must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Boy, they just, kept, they just kept it real. They were warning people, hey, it's going to get rough, but stay faithful to God. Don't quit. You can do it. You can make it with the power and with the help of God. Acts 15, verse number uh, 36. I like this. The Bible says, In some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city 
where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. You know what that's called? That's called follow-up. That's when somebody gets saved, you follow up with them, you invite them to church, you try to help them, you try to teach them. And then when they get out of church, you know what you do? You don't give up on them. You keep praying for them. You keep uh, encouraging them. You keep visiting them. Uh, you talk to some of our uh, bus workers. You know what they do every week? Follow up. You know why? Because if you don't, People get discouraged sometimes. Sometimes people won't come to church because the devil is fighting against the work of God. But you follow up. That's what Barnabas did. And then verse 37, and Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. There's John Mark. Verse 38, but Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them when, uh, from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder, one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. He went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. Now, here's, here's what I want you to catch. Verse number 37, Barnabas gave John Mark a second chance. Paul said, no way. I'm done with that guy. He quit before. We're not taking him with. It's not worth it. He's more trouble. But there was something in Barnabas that said, I want to give this guy another chance. But now here's the problem. Now stay with me. You know what happened to Paul and Barnabas? The Bible said they had sharp contention. Now, I don't like sharp contention. And that's not the goal of the church, to have sharp contention. But if we do, I want you to notice what these guys did. They both kept serving God. By the way, if you ever have sharp contention with another brother or sister in Christ, or if you ever have a sharp contention with somebody in the ministry, by the way, that's not the goal. We want to have peace. We want to have unity. But hang on. You can't quit on God. You can't give up. You can't just say, and I will not throw this book because that's, I feel like that'd be disrespectful. You can't just toss the Bible aside and say, oh, well, I didn't believe it anyway. Whoa, hang on. You have a problem with somebody, uh, don't blame it on God. Don't blame it on the Word of God. Don't blame it on the, the work of God. Can I tell you, keep on serving God. And, and if you have a disagreement or if you have an issue, I want to tell you, God will be faithful. God's not going to let you down. God's not going to forget about you. Just keep on going. And that's what Paul and Barnabas did. They didn't agree on things. But they said, we're not going to let our disagreement Keep us from serving God. Boy, I tell you what, I hope we'll learn that from Barnabas. Just keep on keeping on. Verse number 39. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. What do you do when you get discouraged? What do you do when you have a disagreement? What do you do when you have uh, some disillusionment or you have some heartache or you have some setbacks? Keep on sailing. Just keep on serving God. Just keep on going. You say, well, I had a bad day today. Well, get up tomorrow morning and love God again. And get up tomorrow morning and serve God again. And just keep your eyes on Jesus. That is what Barnabas did. Without Barnabas, we said it last week, there may not have been an Apostle Paul. Without a Barnabas, there may not have been a John Mark and the gospel of Mark like we have today. Without Barnabas, praise God for Barnabas. 
Now, I gave you some homework last week. By the, word, by the way, I heard a lot of good reports. Although I did have one, one person that said, uh, it was uh, Brother Dan, he said, uh, man, he said, you said all we had to do is just text people thank you. He said, well, I texted a few people thank you. They were people that weren't in the service. And he said, and they replied and said, thank you for what? You know, so they didn't get it. So he had to, he had to explain that. Um, but I gave you an assignment last week. I said, would you take some time this week to thank the Barnabases that God has put in your life? And by the way, I heard a lot of people that did that, and, 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 and that is a blessing. But here's my challenge tonight. You ready for this? If you did not do last week's homework assignment, then you have an assignment tonight to do that. But here's the new assignment. I wonder, you have some Barnabases in your life. You have some people that God has placed in your life who have been Barnabas to you. But I wonder if you were to make a list, not of the people who have been Barnabas and encouraging to you, but I wonder if you made a list tonight and you said, these are people that I think I've been a Barnabas to them. Now, now don't text them and say, you know, I just wanted you to know I've been a Barnabas to you. Man, if it weren't for me, you'd be, you'd be in big trouble. Don't do that. Don't do that. But I hope there would be some people that would come to mind that you would say, with God's help, I think I've been a Barnabas to them. And here's my challenge to you. Would you go out from tonight and would you determine to be a Barnabas? Not just thank a Barnabas. I thank the Lord for the many people I've had in my life that have been like Barnabas. But I want to be a Barnabas. I want to be an encouragement. I want to look for opportunities to help people. I want to look for opportunities to encourage people. So the assignment for tonight is this. Would you not only thank a Barnabas, but would you be a Barnabas? I'll tell you this. Our church, I believe we are all ready. I believe we're seeing God bless. It's been amazing to see what God is doing right now at Victory Baptist Church. But I don't think there's any limit to what we could see God do if we all would determine to be a Barnabas to somebody this week. So I got one. I'm going to be an encouragement this one. Good. Start with one. And then why don't you add to that? And why don't you, why don't you see how many people you can be a Barnabas, be an encouragement to? Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.